Well, welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. There's something discordant with that music, right? And there's something discordant with the Olympics. Now, come on. These Olympics shouldn't have been held. Let's take a look at what's going on. We've got 600 people in the American contingent, and 100 of them chose not to be vaccinated. 100 of them, one-sixth, chose not to be vaccinated. Well, what happens? Two of our top golfers, COVID positive, they can't compete. The two top javelin throwers, COVID positive, can't compete, and so on with swimmers and runners and other people as well. What are they thinking? In fact, there's one swimmer who not only uh, refused to be vaccinated, but when the cameras weren't on him, uh, just wouldn't wear a mask either. What kind of irresponsibility is this? What about Japan as a nation? Are you so desperate for attention and revenue that you have to hold these games despite the dangers of public health, despite the fact that COVID is rampaging in your country? What about the International Olympic Committee? Are you so desperate to hold the games that you have to put the very athletes you're supposed to be supporting and protecting in jeopardy? What about the U.S. Olympic Committee? Are you so avid to gain medals and fame that you've got to put these athletes in jeopardy? Who's running these things? Who's making decisions? You know, Two of the top Japanese Olympic officials were removed because of sexual harassment charges, and another was removed because he made jokes, that's J-O-K-E-S, about the Holocaust. This is a pretty insensitive group. As for NBC, who pays a gazillion dollars for the Olympics, and by the way, viewership is 40% down, that's 40% down, and I wonder if their advertisers really have to pay the full boat because they're not getting the minimum numbers that were probably promised. But NBC does no investigative reporting. There's nothing backstage. There's nothing about any kind of debate or commentary or disagreements about whether people should be there or why people aren't vaccinated. There's just nothing except pretending that nothing's wrong. And you know, it's interesting to me that of course in the Olympics, which is supposed to bring people together. It's how you play the game. Everybody carefully counts the medals, the number by country, and everybody carefully watches as the national anthem is played after the gold medal winner takes the podium of the home country. And everybody watches to see with the Americans what protests are lodged, you know, what's displayed on the podium, what exactly will take place, what's the gesture. Uh, I believe her name is Raven Sanders or Saunders, or won the woman's shot put, or uh, at least meddled in the woman's shot put. And on the podium, she crossed her arms over her head. And I read that that, uh, that particular configuration, that particular gesture, had been uh, planned and practiced way in advance on, in the event that she might have won a medal and been on the, on the platform. The Olympic Committee has banned these kinds of displays on the platform, on the podium, uh, and the American Olympic Committee is at loggerheads with them because they believe in free speech. I believe that these protests, while some people have genuinely sincere interests in one cause or another, and rightly so, probably cause them more harm than good in doing things that way. I remember when the common phraseology was about Barbara Streisand, who had very leftist liberal political comments, and of course, nothing she did or espoused would harm her because she's got more money than God, so she didn't care. And when the drought was very, very treacherous and dangerous in California, 
uh, her lawns were always green because she simply paid huge fines and had the lawn watered anyway. So they used to say to Barbara, shut up and sing. Well, with the American women's soccer team, you ought to say, shut up and kick. They become tedious. You know, they protest everything and they feel that they're the spokespeople somehow for the higher moral ground. And I understand a lot of Americans root against them. Uh, my feeling is if, if you're representing a country, act with some dignity. You want to protest things, fine. But what kind of pedestal do you set yourself up on other than the metal pedestal? I don't know. And so we're looking at an Olympics where we have a transgendered person in, from New Zealand that is man to woman, if I have that said, spoken correctly, weightlifter. Uh, and, you know, the question is, this person's musculature is clearly masculine and it's clearly more than a woman would have. So what does that mean in terms of the competition? What does that bode for the future? Do we do hormonal tests or chemical tests on everyone and decide what the balances are? Do we have a third class for transgendered? How does that really work? I don't know. But I think these Olympics are an example of international greed. I think that they're not addressing the real issues, and I think that they needn't have been held, and they could have waited another year. Certainly, they've waited this long. I also think that the Olympics should be in Athens every year, or somewhere nearby in Greece where they originated, and we know that. It's a fact. You don't have to look it up on Wikipedia. So internationally, we should raise money, build state-of-the-art facilities, which can be easily updated, pour some money into the Greek economy, and have these constant facilities. They are used for other purposes in the interim, but used for the Olympics every four years or so. Uh, and that way, everyone would know where they were competing and how they were competing and what the facilities were like. And we wouldn't have all these cities going bankrupt because they think it's a good idea to hold them. Brisbane in Australia, which currently is under lockdown again, uh, won the Olympics for 2032 and they had a big celebration. I'm not sure it's anything to celebrate. The only Olympics I know of in recent history that had a profit was in Los Angeles many, many moons ago. And that's when Peter Ugaroth uh, ran it. He was a businessman and went on to become commissioner of baseball. I remember when Montreal won the Olympics, they went into debt for a decade. The Olympics are a debt machine. They don't make you money. And that's especially true for the people around. I mean, right now, none of the money that was supposed to come into the you know, Japan economic system is arriving, except for TV revenues. So... I think the Olympics as an ideal makes sense. I think in practice they're horrid because they're not run by intelligent people. I think greed is much too much of a threat to the integrity of the Olympics. And now we have, of course, the social health and the mental health and the emotional health of the athletes. So Simone Biles has to drop out because she gets the twisties, meaning that in midair she loses sight of what she's supposed to be twisting and tumbling and turning. And that's dangerous. She's a great athlete. But I watched her on a vault in the middle of her difficulties, moving at a very fast clip way up in the air. And if she landed on her neck, she might have been paralyzed for life or killed. And so I understand her withdrawing. She came back at the very end to go on the balance beam and took a bronze. And I guess that got her more medals than any athlete in history, uh, uh, at least a woman gymnast. And good for her. She's a model for everyone. I don't blame her for withdrawing. I think it took courage. And Naomi Osaka, who after winning the, the U.S. Open, withdrew from subsequent tournaments because of the pressure on her, she felt, uh, lost early uh, in Japan in the, the tennis matches, which she should have easily won. But this is a woman who's taken a lot of grief because people don't believe she's really Japanese. 
They believe she's part black and therefore she's not really Japanese. Uh, and while the Japanese society is a, is a society of, of bowing and very uh, great courtesy on the surface, underneath, I think it's rather racist. Uh, I've been there many times. I know a lot of people there. I know a lot of expats there. And most people agree with me. And I can see where that's a great amount of pressure for her to be under. Look at these, these three black players on the English soccer team, which lost uh, the World Cup uh, to the Italians, or that, whatever that championship was, and they missed penalty kicks. They did their best. They're gifted athletes. And they were harassed racially uh, terribly after that. What have we come to? What are the Olympics supposed to represent? Do you know what the Chinese do? The Chinese look for candidates for athletic excellence throughout the country. And when they find them at the early grammar school level, they take them out of school and they put them in special schools around the country. There are about 2,000 of them. This is reported by the New York Times. The schools do not provide much of an academic education. They're rated rather poor. But they stay in these schools and they focus almost exclusively on their sports. And the Chinese focus on the lesser sports because they can win more gold medals. So they focus on ping pong and badminton and archery and things like that. There's only the occasional Chinese uh, swimmer or track star. Most of them are in what you would call minor sports or sports not, not followed as well. And they can gather many more gold medals that way. And that's what China wants to do. And so all this is some vast choreography to do what? To bring, I don't know, uh, fame, power, attention to your country because you excel in certain sports? Well, not if you drive people like automatons to excel. And of course, the United States had the pleasant uh, uh, sexual harassment of athletic doctors. So these Olympics should not have been held. However, when we see issues like this, it brings out the best, athletes taking care of their own emotional health. And it also exacerbates the worst, which is cheating and corruption and all kinds of activities and behaviors that harm athletes and that harm the very notion of what the Olympics is supposed to be. I have to tell you, I love people running down a track competing. I ran what we call the 100 and the 200. Those were yards, not meters. And occasionally I'd run a 440, which today is the 400, to uh, help with my stamina. They're tough races, and at the end, of, especially of the 200 and the 440, uh, you are struggling to, to keep your feet under you and to get that final kick. I salute anybody who does that well, as well as these other sports. But I'll tell you something, they're sports, and we have to keep them in context. If the Japanese Olympic Committee or the International Olympics were a company pulling this kind of stuff, They'd be sued and they'd be out of business. But what the hell do I know? I just think that's the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>